we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 299. We're super close to hitting our 300th episode, but before we do, we're chatting to Mitch Rowland. The singer-songwriter has just released his debut record come June, and it is a stunning collection of songs and features appearances from artists like Ben Harper and one Mr. Harold Styles. You might actually know Mitch's work already, even if you don't realize it, as he was one of the writers on Watermelon Sugar. Now, before we dive into our chat with Mitch, please make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever app that you use, and follow us across all of our social media channels. Details for all can be found within the show notes of today's episode. Our guest today is Mitch Rowland. He's a singer and songwriter originally from Columbus, Ohio, and after attending university, found himself playing in indie bands like Lionel the Jailbird and Total Navajo. A talented songwriter in his own right, Mitch found himself in a room with Harry Styles one afternoon after the original session guitarist had dropped out, and it ended up birthing a beautiful songwriting partnership. While working with Harry on songs like Golden, Watermelon Sugar, and Music for a Sushi Restaurant, Mitch was also tinkering away at his own music, which is this gorgeous, pared-back kind of folk music that would not be out of place next to Elliot Smith or Sufjan Stevens. Last week, he released Come June Into the World, which is his debut record. In today's episode, we talk to Mitch about the songwriting across this new record and the track, The One I Love. We talk about how Mitch got Ben Harper to feature on the record and the serendipitous nature of how it happened. We also talk about working alongside his wife while songwriting and future tour plans for this record. Come June is out right now and we've left links within the show notes on where you can buy the record. We also want to say a massive thank you to Emma and Rhiannon from Positive Feedback for their help with today's episode. Here is our conversation with Mitch Rowland. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Mitch Rowland. Mitch, hello, sir. How are we? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you so much for asking and thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I do appreciate it. Oh, yeah. You were saying just before that you're uh, currently in the midst of rehearsals at the moment. How are they all going? Uh, good. We are rehearsing where the record was made, um, kind of on the east side of L.A. Um, and uh, we've we've kind of got our core four um Sarah, my wife on drums, uh Rob Schnaff on guitar and Matt Schussler on bass and um for this we're we got a show coming up at the Troubadour on uh in a few days and um we're adding another uh, guy uh who's gonna play guitar and then we're gonna add um a guy on keys who who played on the record as well from uh I know him as the guy from Jonathan Wilson's first band, but um, these days he's playing with Ziggy Marley. So uh, the, the more we kind of fill it out, the better it feels. And I think 
when we made the record, I there's always at, at all times three people in this room and, that I'm sitting in, and um, I think for that reason, like the fewer heads in the room, just kind of tricked me into thinking there wasn't that much going on in the recordings. <laughs> so getting into this live business, um, yeah, the more the merrier. <laughs> Well, from all accounts that I've heard, I am excited to see how these songs are going to translate live. We are talking about your brand new debut record, Come June, uh, which is out now. Um, firstly, this Troubadour show, I heard, I think it sold out in, in pretty quick time, in record time. I heard, yeah. Uh, everything, Yeah, everything's so new and uh, everything, uh, however victorious or not everything is just everything feels pretty massive and 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 good right now um i never properly put out music before so um it's all kind of happening at the right time um it's also kind of the first window of time i suppose i've gotten the chance to do it being busy for the last six or seven years um but yeah that's uh the uh, I, I think, you know, I used to go to the Troubadour all the time and I used to see a lot of great people that use music I love and uh, to play there is something special. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't believe it sold out. Well, I look forward to seeing all the um, the photos and videos that I'm sure will make it onto social media. Um, as mentioned, this, yeah, it is in support of Come June, which is, the brand new record from you. As you said, it's kind of been a, a, a long time in the making. How are you feeling with these songs coming out now? Because I imagine that some of these have been sitting with you for, for a number of years. Uh, it feels... Uh, I wanted to do this prior to meeting. I mean, none of these songs existed, but I wanted to do something like this six or seven years ago. And um, saying that, I think them as in the songs coming out now, I think it's all at the right time. And I've learned so much kind of in the last, you know, seven years or so, um, being in and out of studios with Harry and, and taking what we've done and, um, taking those songs on the road and figuring them out and seeing what works, what doesn't work and all this stuff. I, I feel like I have more of a, uh, education and what I'm doing now, more prepared for sure. One hundred percent. I am. Um, I would love to, at some point later in the conversation, get into, I guess, the working relationship with Harry. But going back to kind of what you just said in terms of that, you always wanted to do this prior to anything. Um, this record is gorgeous, mate. So, firstly, congratulations. Um, Thank you. There's um, there's elements to this that. I was even surprised that this kind of record reminded me of, I'd say Elliot Smith or like early Sufjane Stevens. There's a beautiful intimacy and delicacy to these, um, not delicacy, <laughs> intimacy and like a delicate nature to these tracks. And I was wondering like, if that's always kind of been your musical style. I guess that's where I, I guess that's the, the, place I wander into the most um or maybe that's kind of that sort of uh, music uh, has the most kind of magnetism 
to me. And, um, and maybe for that reason, I guess in the beginning of making this record, I didn't really set out to make a record, but I, I started making these little songs and in order to kind of just conceive any idea, I had to, I had to dream it up real small. And I was, I, I didn't want to make songs longer than two minutes and, maybe I was kind of like buying into my own shortcuts a little too much into, or I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't written songs solely by myself in a long time. So I'd start very little and, and, um, and they, the song stayed that way. They're just like, I wanted to put out a record that was just guitar and vocals, uh, like a Jose Gonzalez or like a Burt Jance record. Mm -hmm. Um, those are like two really eye-opening artists. Um, and also I think the other sort of key component was doing a 180 away from pop production or any production. Um, that was sort of my uh, inspiration, just kind of bare bones, minimalism, um, no room to hide. Um, but I, I, I wound up with all these songs. I, I came here uh, where I'm sitting with 10 finished songs. And um, it was only at that point where I'd been a control freak for however long. I had to, I could really just had to sit with myself and, and this music and really figure out what it was going to be. And then once I realized, okay, I think this is you know, somewhere near the finish line, then I kind of opened it up to Rob and, and I stopped controlling it all. Uh, I thought, well, you know, this is a, and I was nervous to be in the room with a producer cause I had always been kind of a supporting role in the room in the past. And I was very comfortable there. So now I'm kind of leading the situation and, but I got very lucky on the first try. My wife came home and said, Hey, you should work with Rob. Neither of us really knew him, but she was working with him on a Kurt Vile thing. And, um, luckily I kind of got it right on the first try. Well, she got it right. I should say. <laughs> um, but at that point when I kind of said, okay, I'm done. Um, I'm, I'm, I've gotten these songs as far as I could get them. And, and then Rob kind of open them up. So these little two minute songs turn more into uh, still, I mean, they're still all kind of shorties, but, um, he, he gave me the extra push that I couldn't have given myself, I suppose. Oh, look, I'm glad that it has worked out because it is a gorgeous collection of songs. I was hoping to, um, possibly discuss one of my favorites on the record. It was called the one I love. It's a gorgeous track. I think it's about halfway through. Um, I was just wondering if you could take us, I guess, behind the inspiration or the creation of that track. Yeah, we, um, we had a, well, have, had, have, um, at the time our cat was very sick and it was, it, our cat was kind of turning into skin and bones and I don't know, I don't know how it came to be, but we found this medicine on some crazy Facebook page and, uh, unapproved, but 
tried and tested and all that. Um, I said, your cat has this. Basically, uh, this is too much story, but uh, uh, our cat was dying and we, we brought it back to life with this crazy-ass medicine. And um, the song is about him, little Randy. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that. Is that in terms of inspiration for tracks, how does that usually work for you in terms of like I guess finding things in everyday life? I don't know. I I, I try and I this has kind of been on my mind recently, but <clears throat> um I think realizing over time uh maybe maybe one of the most important things I've taken away from um working with Harry is watching someone who's unafraid of going anywhere. Uh, like everything's on the table, anything's possible. And, um, when it comes to songs, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's worth not boxing yourself in and who knows where you'll end up. But, um, I don't know. I, that was another song that, like the song Bluebells, it started off with sort of a drum beat, like a swingy drum beat, and, and so does this one. And I thought a cool way to frame the two, because they shared that thing at the top of the song, I could put Bluebells as the first song on side A, and when you flip it over, the first song on side B is the one I love, and it's, you know, both sides start with a sort of drum thing that mm. takes you into the music. Um, so that was kind of um, accidentally on purpose. <laughs> I love that. Though. It's kind of, yeah. It's almost, well, it's nice to think, it's nice to know that there is music, uh, musicians that are still thinking of, how a record would sound both in a, I guess, in a physical format, as you said, inside A and side B on a, on a record. Mm. The, the Harry that you're mentioning is um, young Harold Styles. Um, I know that he makes an appearance on this record as does, I believe Ben Harper is uh, contributed to this record. I think, uh, as you mentioned, your wife, Sarah is also on the record. Mm-hmm. How did these kind of collaborations come about and how do you approach talking to each one about what they're going to, to add to the album? Sarah is baked into everything I do. Um, she's so she's a constant, you know, every idea that comes up, whether she wants to hear it or not, she's going to, but, um, she is always able to give very critical feedback, whether it's good or bad, you know, you gotta have both. So, um, I'm very lucky to have that component when it comes to making music rather than just blindly hacking away. Um, with Ben, uh, I think we met, um, that's an interesting one. Cause even going way back, uh, before this, I have a gold Les Paul that I bought from the internet. It was leading up to playing SNL with Harry <laughs> I bought it in bed uh, and I was messaging the seller and he signed off as Jason Mazursky. And I thought, holy shit, you're the guy that plays guitar with Ben Harper. And (laughs) 
so this was the guitar I wound up playing on Saturday Night Live, our first thing ever. And um, I've just, I, I, I've talked to him today. I've, I've become very friends with him. And um, and I guess I met Ben uh, firstly through Jason. Um, but I didn't really get to know him until he came and did Boyfriends with Harry. And I wasn't playing on that song, but I just, I thought this is the first time that I won't have to pay to see you play. <laughs> uh, so I, I was a little fly on the wall, um, Smart. buzzing away. And, um, <laughs> he has a little girl, uh, that's close to my son's age. So we got to know each other from there and, you know, we'll get our kids together when we can. And then it just kind of, I was showing him the demo to, all the way back, just a voice and a guitar and, and he started getting some ideas or I think he was, he was, he was kind of saying, Oh, you could do this and that. And then I responded, you could do this and that. And then he did, which was amazing. And he also did it in this room. Everything was done in this room. So he came by and, and I thought he was just going to play lap steel, but, um, it turned into, you know, a lot of a lot of vocals, a lot of harmonies being worked out and chucked into the song. And, um, he was really nice uh, to to have around on this one. So um, he, he he did a lot more than I, I thought he was going to, and that, that's that's really nice of him. But yeah, absolutely love that. What a great guy. <laughs> ben Harper does strike me as the kind of gentleman who, um, well, is is a gentleman and and kind of would do that, kind of come over and and not just, I guess, contribute one little thing that it did it give himself over to the process, which I absolutely love is kind of true. I mean, yeah, it's admirable. However big or small the the task is, if you can call it that, um, he's just uh, he's putting over a hundred percent in. So, I mean, that's, there's another lesson. Like if you're into something, just fucking do it. Mm. Um, and yeah, you know, he, 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 he was, he stuck around for a while. So, um, but yeah. And then and Harry, uh, that was, a, the, he was on comeback singing with me on comeback. And, um, that was a song Sarah and I wrote in England. Uh, not that that matters, but, um, I was kind of, I was kind of, if, if, <clears throat> I don't know if, if this sort of pile of songs was a quilt, we, we eventually, we did come back between the two of us and I thought, well, this does not belong in, in the quilt. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I didn't know what to think of it. It came together very quickly and probably cause I wasn't seriously doing it for me. Um, she suggested I show it to Harry and I resisted and, and then I did. And he was into it, uh, to the point where, uh, he asked if he could record it. So we did that. And, and then I kind of gave over after a while and thought, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if I was trying to shit on my own song 
because it wasn't like this me pretending to be Bert Janch kind of idea, which mm-hmm. I completely missed the mark on that one. But, but at the time I thought, yeah, this doesn't fit. Um, and then that kind of led me to asking for it back, which is a funny thing to do. <laughs> well, look, I'm glad that it found its way back to you. It is a brilliant track and, um, and yeah, look, Harry's vocals in the background do work well, but I think it does work best as, um, as your own song. So I'm glad to hear that that did work out. Um, I know that at the start of the conversation, we talked about rehearsals and playing the troubadour might be a bit of a silly question, but can we expect a a bit of a bigger tour from yourself, possibly shows across the U S and maybe even abroad? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the plan. So, um, as we, as we kind of work our way through this promo bit, and and you know the odd thing here or there it's all kind of um it's all kind of a test for what the band will be down the road so kind of getting all that stuff out of the way who's in kind of business Mm -hmm. well look hopefully uh, if there is any opportunity to come down to australia please we would love to have you down here and um have some play some shows yeah for sure I would love that. <laughs> what city um, are you coming from, by the way? I'm currently in Adelaide. Originally a Sydney boy, but I'm currently in, living in Adelaide. Gotcha. Cool. I know you mentioned before you, I think, were down here last around 2019 or so. Have you been mm-hmm. to Adelaide or, or mainly just um, Melbourne and Sydney? Uh, Melbourne, Sydney, uh, Perth. I believe mm-hmm. we played Perth. Um that one whacked me in the face real good flying from London to Perth for the first time. Oh yeah. That'll um, do it. My Sarah, um, um, I have to stop saying my wife. Uh, Sarah <laughs> has done it a million times playing with like hot chip and new young pony club. And that was kind of Australia loves new young pony club a lot. So she was really good. I'll never forget. Um, not being able to power through, the first trip to Australia, and she's like, "No, you gotta, you gotta stay up. We're seeing the quokkas. <laughs> you gotta stay up." And there's just no way. <laughs> she, look, I she's not the wrong. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad anyway. to hear that. That's awesome. Um, Mitch, we would usually ask our guests what they're currently listening to at the moment. Is there anything that's kind of on high rotation for yourself? Uh, I've been listening to. I keep listening to Candy Says by the Velvet Underground. And uh, it's one of the songs that I know, but I don't really know it. And it's kind of my new favorite song. Um, And when it ends, Spotify goes to... uh, It's a Cass McCombs song. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to get this wrong, which stinks because we're live. But... Maybe it's absentee, or maybe I can find out real quick. Absentee. It goes on to that song, and and that's happened enough times that maybe that's my second new favorite song. (laughs) When Spotify has a mind of its own. Yeah, it definitely knows what it's doing in terms of recommendations. Yeah. Thanks, Spotify. (laughs) You don't know me. (laughs) 
Mitch, um, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast and congratulations again on Come June. It is the brand new record. It is out now. Um, all links will be in the show notes for people to buy the record and possibly catch any tour dates that you do have coming up. But um, thank you again. Thanks so much. 